Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're going to dive right in here today at the beginning of this week and talk about um, uh, the right attitude towards sin. The Bible says, uh, instead of Jesus, it was an um, Old Testament prophecy, but it says, uh, you have anointed him with the oil of gladness above his fellows because you loved righteousness and hated wickedness. You know, the Bible actually talks about hate being one of the things that there's things that God hates. The Bible says he's continually angry at the wicked every day. The Bible says that there's, uh, in, in Proverbs, I think it's chapter 6, it talks about the things that God hates, hands that shed innocent blood, feet that are swift to do evil. And it goes down this list. But what I see happen is for many people, they um, they have this complacent Christianity, and it's really the an aim of the devil. It's the devil's aim to get you to be not so extreme. You know, the truth is, if if you've seen the movie The Matrix, if you understood what was really going on behind the veil, behind what we see, man, people would be people would be either all into the kingdom of God or all out for the kingdom of darkness. But it's it's like the Matrix where I remember there's a scene in that movie, if you saw that movie, where um, there's a guy who is part of uh, uh, Keanu Reeves' team and he betrays them and he basically is talking down with the, the bad agents and he says, I, he's eating a steak and he's like, I understand that my brain is tricking me to tell me the steak tastes this way. He's like, but I don't care if I'm being tricked. He's like, I want to be back in the matrix. I, I, I don't want to know the truth anymore. I want to go back, right? If we, could be, if we could pull the veil back and people could see that life is not the house that you live in, the job, the career, this path, this path, this American path or this worldwide path of, hey, you, you're, you try to do well in school, you get good grades, you get a good job, you set yourself up for retirement, you retire, and you try to like be healthy enough to where you live a long time and you try to get a good family, right? And you try to avoid tragedy. That's like if you could describe the, the what they would consider the perfect life. But life is not about that. Life is whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're uh, no matter what living situation you were born into, life is about finding eternal life through Jesus Christ. And so if the veil was pulled back, but what the devil wants to do is just be invisible where he he's just hides behind things. But there comes a point uh, a time, and it's a work of the Spirit of God, where God puts a hatred on the inside of you for the things of the devil, things that pull you away from God. There's a scripture that says, since the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. There comes a point for us where we have to get a, almost, a, we have to get violent on the inside about, I'm not living in sin. I'm getting rid of sin in my life. I'm not treating sin like it's a light thing. Yes, you don't want to like drown in condemnation, but you can't treat sin lightly. People people come and they meet with me and they say, hey, you know, this is what I've struggled with. And ultimately, when someone can bring it to the light, that's the first step to victory. Hey, this is what I'm struggling with, but I want to get past it. But I've seen, and this isn't everybody, I would say this isn't most people, but I've seen people who just treat, talk about their sin like it's no big deal. Hey, I've been doing this, this, and this. And they treat it like, yeah, I know God forgives me, so I know I'm just struggling, but I'd like to not struggle anymore. And they just treat it like this light thing that they can go against the direct commandment of what God says in His Word. But the work of the Spirit of God is that He would actually put a 
hatred on the inside of you for sin, that he would put a hatred for things that would separate you from God, that he would, the things that he hates, you would grow to hate as well. You would get violent on the inside, not, not physically violent, but just an attitude towards the thing, the things of the world. You know, when, when you spend time in the presence of God, that's exactly what happens. When you spend time uh, in the word of God, that's exactly what happens. When you spend time with the spirit of God, that's exactly what happens. We're the things that, that attract other people. I said this to my wife the other day, but I said, you know, I've always, I've always felt a little bit out of place in just even normal settings, like going out and just trying to like be a part of this, the city, like, you know, this is Tampa and I'm going to go do this and hang out here. Cause I've always felt like this is all an illusion. Yes. I'm here in Tampa. Yes. I'm, you know, we look at things through the lens, but, but from seven years old, I've known that I was called to preach because people needed Jesus because they need to go to heaven. When you, when you cross over, when you, when you, your body dies, when your time on this earth comes to an end, it's not the end. It's really just getting started. Then actually for the first time, you see truth, you see the reality. And so it's not an ending. Maybe it's an ending of that body, but it's a beginning as a Christian. And for people you know, for people in the world who don't serve God, man, what the rudest awakening when they pass out of this life and who knows what their final moments are. They're trying to make themselves okay. I don't think really anyone's okay with dying. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're 95 years old, you, there's still this thing of like, it, mankind was made to live forever. And so death will always be a, a strange, odd thing. But for us as children of God, I believe when you pursue thing, the things of God with all your heart, there needs to become uh, there needs to become a violence against the things uh, against the things of darkness against sin. How do you do that? I would say number one is you is you're quick to repent. You don't treat things lightly. You treat them like you cry out to God. God, have mercy on me. God, I'm asking you to forgive me. And then, Lord, help me, grace me, so that I never do that again. Don't let yourself be lulled to sleep. The Old Testament tells the story of King Solomon and how he was commanded by God, right? He was uh, King David's son and he built the temple, but he was commanded by God. One of the first things that God commanded him and he was blessed by the Lord. You know, he said, Lord, the Lord asked him, he, he made this sacrifice of like a thousand bulls and goats and the Lord showed up to him and said, I'll give you anything. And he said, uh, Lord, give me wisdom to govern your people. And the Lord said, since you ask for wisdom and not money, I'll give you wisdom and I'll give you money. He made him the richest man in the world. But he said, don't take wives from other nations. Don't take wives from other nations. And it was a time when they took many wives, but it shows very soon after that, him taking a wife, like striking deals with Egypt and taking an Egyptian wife. And then she was bringing her religion in and, and they were setting up temples. And then you see the end of his life, Solomon's life, towards the end of his life, where he's sacrificing, um, he's making uh, sacrifices to this other God. But what happened? It wasn't an overnight thing. It was a decision that here, here's the word of God. Here's the commandment of God. And I'm going to treat this lightly, like it's no big deal. Like the mercy of God is so great that it's no big deal if I'm stuck in this thing. It's no big deal if I'm, the Lord knows my heart. No, the Lord, you're, you're not judged on your heart. When, when, if you stand, first of all, if, if you don't make it to heaven, it's because of it's because you you fell back from the things of God, and then it's judged on your actions and your heart, but your works go through the fire. 
God doesn't say, here, let me put your heart through the fire. It's your works that go through the fire. Your works represent what you believe. So you can say, I believe one thing. When people say, oh, I believe in God. If their life, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ. If their life doesn't follow any of the commands of Jesus Christ, they don't actually believe in him. They may believe he existed, but they don't take it seriously. Because if you took the word of God seriously, this is why I'm alive. I'm alive to make heaven. No one or nothing is stopping me from making it to heaven. I will go to heaven. I've decided if I do anything on this earth, I will go to heaven. If I'm, if you hear people across, people across um, the world who are dying for their faith. I have a, um, it's actually right above where I'm recording here. I have a, ma- I have a map on my wall, and it says "Pray for the persecuted," and it's got, it's got <clears throat> um, most of the world here on it. Doesn't have the uh, the uh, North and South America, but it's got most of it, and it shows in colors the the regions where people are the most persecuted the countries where the per, where the, where they're hostile towards the gospel and then also where the gospel's restricted and so you begin to see here that all over the world there's thousands of people every year who die because of their faith there's a story coming out of um i think it might have been uh Kenya but these people who uh these these this muslim group that that grabbed these nine um Christians and said, "Hey, recite the Muslim, the Islamic creed, and we won't kill you." And and they said, "No, we won't do it. You can take our lives." And they killed these nine Christians. And then they interviewed the 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 wife of one of them and her new baby. And she said, "You know, I'm so proud of my husband that he didn't that he didn't back down." These are people who are giving their life. But what the devil looks to do is just lull people to sleep, where it's a little bit here. A little bit there, a, 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 a little bit of uh, a little bit of this on the side, a little bit of this going on here. Where you have to, there comes a point where you have to cry out to God and say, "God, enough is enough. This thing has gone on my in my life too long. I'm not allowing this thing in my life anymore, Father. This thing has to go. I will live righteously. It's possible to live righteously. I want to tell you." It's possible to live without continual sin in your life. It's possible to serve God wholeheartedly and live a holy life. It's possible. So it doesn't matter what it is. If you seek God, he said, if you cry unto him, he will answer you. You pour out your heart towards God and you say, God, I'm getting violent about this. This thing can't go. And then, and then ask the Lord, apologize to the Lord, if I've, if I've treated, if I've looked at sin as just this like harmless little thing, people look at it like a little bug, but it's actually a snake that'll bite you. You know, people look at it like, oh, it's just this little thing. I've had dreams over the years of people that the Lord uh, gave me a dream to warn them. Hey, I had this dream that we're on this basketball court and you saw this little snake and you thought it was harmless and then it bit you. And and I went and tell them and I knew when and I'm telling them this, that there's something like, hey don't play around with this. And then they say, man, thank you so much for saying that I, this was going on in my life and I was considering doing this. And and you don't know. It's it's never a blowout with backsliding. It's hardly ever a blowout. It's always a, a, a slow, steady leak. And so what the devil tries to do is just lull you to sleep. But I believe there's a generation of people, people who stand up and say, listen, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. People who stand up and say, my money belongs to God. My time belongs to God. My talents belong to God. I gave God my whole life. Every part of my life belongs to him. And he, liber- and he, and he works on behalf of those people. There's enough power for God to liberate you from sin 
to liberate you from sickness or bondage, to liberate you from the things of darkness. That's the reason the anointing comes. You're not a good soldier to just suck it up and live dealing with these things. You decide by the power of God, I will be free in Jesus' name and see what God will do. And then you'll have people who, people like Paul, who never backslid. You'll have people who, I believe there's people that are listening that'll never backslide. I believe that God will grace you and God graces you even today, that you will never backslide. You'll never know the dumps of sin again. You'll never go back to the filth of the world. The next time you're around it, you'll be so repulsed by it. I can't believe I took part in that. I can't believe that was once my lifestyle, or even if you didn't take part in it. But they'll grow this, they'll grow this hatred for the things of the world. Love for the people because you want them to be born again but hatred for the things of this world. And for some people, it may even just take changing up who your friends are. There's a point where you're not strong enough as a Christian to be keeping people around for the sake of saving them, getting them born again. There comes a point where you have to distance yourself, where you're still able to be influenced by the world. You distance yourself and you and you keep praying for them. Lord, help them. But you're not their you're not their only option and only chance to go to heaven. You choose. I'm getting my house in order first, and then God will use me to bring other people to his kingdom. Receive grace today to serve God wholeheartedly and joyfully. I love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.